0: Dairy beef crossbred calves are here to stay. That's the message from Troy Wistuba, the Vice President of Research and Technical Service for Land O'Lakes. He says Wisconsin dairy producers should take note since crossbred calves are a way to diversify the farm and add value. Troy explains why dairy beef calves are
1: gaining popularity. We've seen a lot of growth in this area over the last four or five years. Dairy producers are able to genetically test their cow herd, determine what their most productive cows are, and so they're taking the top half of those cows, they're using sex semen, and they're making their heifer replacement from those cows, and then they're taking the bottom half of their cows and they're breeding them to beef bulls to produce a calf now that can enter the beef market and receive a lot better price as a newborn calf. So traditionally when we talk about Holstein and Jersey bull calves being worth somewhere around 40 bucks a head, now you're making a dairy beef cross calf that probably has the potential to be somewhere around 2 to $250 a head at birth. So really a neat opportunity for dairymen, one, to improve the genetics of their herd for genetic selection and genetic improvement in their heifers, but now take the lower end of their cows and make them more profitable as another revenue stream as opposed to just producing milk.
0: This is a research that both Purina and Lando Lakes are working on. Can you dive into a little bit of that? What are you looking for to improve this method?
1: About five years ago we started looking at this because these crossbred calves are completely different than their contemporary Holstein calves or their Jersey calves. So we wanted to understand how do we feed these calves and do we do it differently than what we've done to achieve a different outcome. So what we've discovered as we started to look at this, these calves had a completely different set of nutrient requirements than their Holstein contemporaries, which makes complete sense because we've selected Holstein and Jerseys to produce more milk. Even the bull calves still selected that direction. These dairy beef crossbred calves now have half of their genetics from a beef animal that really wants to grow and produce more muscle. So we have an additional requirement for those animals to grow more muscle and deposit what we would call pre which later will become marbling. So we've developed and worked at research understanding which dairy beef cross breeds are there? And are there breed differences between Holstein-Angus crosses or Holstein-Herford crosses? Are there different nutritional differences between these animals? Are there different health requirements for these animals? So, over the past five years, we've tracked all of that. We bring in calves less than seven days of age, 250 every eight weeks, and we've tracked those calves all the way until they become a steak, which would hit your plate. So, we've done what I would consider the most complete set of research on these calves throughout their entire production cycle. Not only that, but we also have the genetic information on those calves. What sires did they come from and what cows did they come from? So we can look at that genetic component as well.
0: Well, so what are the findings? Should farmers be changing rations, different housing, nutrition plans, or like veterinarian plans?
1: So what we found as we started to look into this and and with conversations with commercial feedlots and commercial packers is these calves are pretty healthy they're they're not bulletproof we need to do some of the traditional things that we would do with our dairy heifers make sure those calves get adequate levels of colostrum make sure we get their navels dipped we get that early calf management stuff right those calves do a lot better than their contemporaries that might just be bought up and grouped up at a grouping station so as we've tracked these animals and as the industry has started to deal with them There's been several problems that have been pointed out with these animals whenever they reach the the harvest stage. So we see a higher incidence of liver abscesses in these calves, we see a higher incidence of respiratory disease, and we can see a higher incidence of these unexplained deaths that would occur during the feedlot period. A lot of that we can track back to how did we manage these calves at birth, and then how did we manage their milk replacer and starter nutrition And that has a large impact on that calf's intestinal development and then subsequent performance as that animal matures.
0: What are your final thoughts for the average Wisconsin dairy farmer looking to get into crossbred calves?
1: Yeah, so I think it's a great idea. I think it's a super opportunity for dairymen to go ahead and, and maximize another revenue stream for them. They can diversify that income. So as they would traditionally sell more milk and have their replacement heifers, now here's another revenue stream. They can make these dairy beef crosses. Depending on their production operation, they can decide to sell those as baby calves. They can decide to sell them as weaned calves at roughly 96 days of age, or they can track it all the way through the complete production cycle and own them all the way through. What we've heard and what we've seen from a lot of dairymen, given when COVID happened, local beef supply really struggled. The federal government has started to build back the local locker plant, so here's an opportunity some dairymen could keep some of those calves back and establish a local beef market for himself, which would be a completely different revenue stream. So I think there are some great opportunities out there for dairymen going forward to really utilize these dairy beef crosses to add an additional source of consistent income to their farm.
0: And as research continues to work out maybe some kinks in, in production and, and solutions to any issues that arise, what's the best way to get a hold of the research or information or a Purina representative for that matter?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly um, the best way to find some of this information out is to go to PurinaMills.com or to contact their local Purina feed dealer. Our research group distributes our information throughout all of our sales folks and we have constant training with them as well as we have local technical service folks both veterinarians and PhDs who will show up on farms to assist dairymen in what they want to do at their particular point.
0: Again that's Troy Westuba along with us Vice President of Research and Technical Service for Land O'Lakes. For the Midwest Farm Report I'm Stephanie Hoff.